This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melody. And we are coming to you from our own personal little lockdown um, here in our Corona Chronicles Chapter 1. Wow, yeah. Uh, in thankfully not the hotbed. My mother lives in one of the hotbeds. But well, you know, it's, it's interesting, though, Hal, because in a way, mm-hmm. this has changed everything for us. Because normally we're, tra- we're on the road this time of year. We're traveling to conferences. And we're speaking to thousands of people. Conferences are canceled. And that's really weird. Or some rescheduled. We would say that. It is very strange to be here in the springtime. That is true. That's a a huge, big, that that is a big, tremendous change. But in another way. I am loving seeing the azaleas. But in another way, this is not changing much on our day-to-day life. And this is more like our fall day-to-day life. Yeah, it is. Well, I I tell you what it was like. I, I, I was going to the post office the other day. And there was like kids playing in the street, like parents playing catch in the middle of the road. They don't do that in our neighborhood. And, you know, people out on tandem bicycles and it looked, honest to goodness, it looked like a snow day. Dad can't go to work. Kids are out of school. We're just going to play for a while. That's what it really looked like, except it's 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 green and spring and the flowers are blooming and all the rest. It's like really weird. Um, and you know, those of us who work from home all the time, sometimes are saying, come on folks, I got to get to the post office to get out of the street. You know, we're sounding like, you know, old duds, but honest to goodness. Well, the work has to happen. The work has to happen. The work has to happen. And you know, we've been working at home. I don't know if you thought about this Mm -hmm. for 15 years. That long. Yes. Wow. I hadn't, I hadn't done that math. Has it been that long? I think well, it's I know. been that long. Well, we did Almost have some, 15 years. We did have a period of working from home on other things before we got yeah. into this ministry, which is now 10 years old. Wow. Yes. But um, over 10 years old. Over, over 10 years. Yes. And However, so yeah. we're kind of old hands at the working from home and homeschooling and balancing all that stuff. So that's what I think might be helpful. You know, it's it's interesting because when they canceled the schools, a lot of people in the homeschooling community were saying, yay, we're all homeschoolers now. And, you know, oddly enough, in the homeschooling community, there's always been an undercurrent of people saying, boy, I just wish I could go home. I just wish that my husband could come home to work and we could, we could work from home together. And, oh, gosh, for, for a lot of people, suddenly dad gets to come home too. And that's maybe that's a big change within the homeschooling community. Well, it sounds great, <laughs> but it is, it's, is a, it's a huge adjustment. I remember mm-hmm. the first fall that you worked from home. Do you then? I do. I hated it. Uh, I mean, I, why, why did you hate it? My love. You know, I, I wanted to love it because you're my best friend and I love not being separated from you, mm-hmm. but I've been used to being in charge all day. And I drove the schedule while you were gone and I took care of the kids school. And all of a sudden I felt very torn. I, I, it's like, I didn't know how to accommodate what you were trying to do. I didn't know how much to change our schedule. If I should still be managing everything. Mm -hmm. It was a struggle. I remember, you know what it reminded me of? What? 
when we were first married, I was in the military and on the at the end of the month, the retirees checks went out. And so the first week of the month, the the uh, the commissary, which was the base grocery store, the commissary yeah. would fill up with retirees. And the the naval base near us was really small. So most of the naval people would drive over to the other side of the of the peninsula and they'd shop at the Air Force commissary. And you'd see these these retired Navy guys and their wives and the wife is shopping and she's got her teeth clenched and her husband, the retired captain of the retired petty officer, whatever, is shambling along behind her, making comments or, you know, looking over her shoulder. And she's feeling like this is my job. You are supposed to be out there driving ships. You're done with that. But leave me alone to do my job. And I could see there was tension just of going to the grocery store as a married couple after so many years of sea duty separating them. Well, I want to say though, that although I hated it at first, just, it was awkward. It was hard. I didn't know how to manage. Yeah. I've loved it ever since. Thank you. <laughs> and I wouldn't trade with anybody. I love working with you. It's I, a blast. Yes. yes. It's just that the adjustment was difficult. And now we've got a whole world trying to make this adjustment. And all at once. All at once. All of a yeah. sudden, You've got your kids at home and your husband at home and or your wife at home and no one knows quite how to manage it. So I thought it might be helpful if we talked about how do you actually get the get those children taught? Mm -hmm. How do you actually get the work done? Mm -hmm. And how do you end up speaking to each other? <laughs> well, first off, let's just say it. Let's breathe a word of thanks for those of us who are homeschooling. That we don't have to figure out how to teach our kids at home at oh, the same boy, time. Oh, I'm serious. Because that's, that, that's something we've been doing for a while. We should kind of have an idea of why that's supposed supposed to work anyway. Yeah, you know that's that's tough. But God bless if you're our in neighbors. that yeah. if you're in that place, don't worry though. It can be done. It can be done. God gives the grace. I do want to yeah. say this though. It is a lot easier to homeschool when you're the one making all the decisions. See, right now, if you're suddenly homeschooling because the school has sent your child home and there's online classes or there's assignments mm -hmm. and things you're supposed to do, that's kind of the hardest way to start out homeschooling mm -hmm. because you don't have any choice in the matter. Right. You can't control your schedule. You can't choose the curriculum. And see, mm -hmm. if, if a curriculum's not working for my child, I get rid of it and buy something new. You just go get something different. Yeah. And you don't have that, that freedom. And so... Don't judge homeschooling by this because you're mm -hmm. tense. The kids are tense. You're following somebody else's schedule and somebody else's assignments. It's yeah. way easier, easier Some, than this when you're in charge. Somebody said, and I thought this was pretty appropriate. They said, you need to understand that homeschooling is not the same as isolation schooling. Yeah, because that normally yeah. homeschoolers are active. They're in the community. They're going on field trips. They're visiting around with people. You know, they're not yeah. hiding in a hole somewhere. Which is, we're all bunkered down right now. That's what everybody's doing. And see, if you had made the decision to homeschool at a normal time, you would be taking a field trip tomorrow or meeting your with your co-op to do some special classes. You'd, you'd be going to support group meetings. You'd, you'd be going to conferences. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you'd be going mm. to volleyball practice. Right. Your kids and, and you would have more support and more encouragement mm -hmm. and you wouldn't be so um, stressed out about it. <laughs> So yep. don't judge yep. homeschooling by this. Right. Now, there are some good things about this, though, because it kind of forces us all to stop looking outside of our family, outside the walls of our home and find out 
how we can manage together and how we can get along together. And that's a good thing, I think, Hal. I think it is. And, you know, what they what they said about some people were born to greatness and some have greatness thrust upon them. I think this has been thrust upon us. We, You know, we've got our own adjustment going on because although we have been homeschooling since the dawn of time and we have been working from home together for many, many years, guess what? We have college students coming home and trying to do college work online at the same time yes. that we're homeschooling and doing business and doing ministry here at the house. And, so, and well, it's been a bit of an adjustment for us because some of our kids had been, had been sick. And then yeah. so chores weren't getting done as well as, as usual. And we've got the adjustment of not being traveling this spring. So we're trying to do a lot of things online, like, hello, we're doing this online. Yeah, um, right. Instead of in-person conferences, it's just, it's an adjustment for us too. Um, I, let's talk for a minute about how do you make sure that school actually gets done. Okay. I think the first thing you need to do is recognize that when there's an utter crisis or there's people sick, you might need to back down a little bit. You know, it's okay to say, you know what, we're not going to do that problem set or we're going to do every other problem set, or maybe we're not going to do that written. Let's just do it orally. Mm-hmm. Or maybe let's take a week or two off and just get some extra sleep and recoup and watch some educational videos or play you some know, games because stress takes its own toll. And you're you're not able to concentrate the same. You're not going to be as productive. How do I expect well, my kids to? Right, exactly. And and that's that's an important thing because you know what does it say in in Psalm uh, one twenty eight I believe or one twenty seven where it says that that it's vain to, to rise up early and to, to, to stay up late and to eat the bread of painful toil because God gives to his beloved even in their sleep. I mean, there's, there's a normal cycle. And if we are fatigued, we're not productive. We're not going to be learning. We're not going to be able to keep on a good emotional keel with each other. And so sometimes it is good to say, you know, we need to go to bed early. We need to take a day off. We need to catch our breath. We need to have a day of game school or video school. We need to relax. We need to recoup. Yeah. That, that's okay. It's that's, all right. It's okay? real. It's real. Give yourself the grace to And do you'll that. learn more later for having taken the break. Right. Now, let's say, though, right. it's time to buckle down. It's time to get some schoolwork done. This is super hard, especially with so much going on. What? You really need to map out two to three hours at least a day. Mm-hmm. that you're focusing on schoolwork and you're not doing a bunch of other stuff. And that means for me, mm-hmm. I have to stay off the internet. I can't check social media. I can't check email. I can't answer my phone because if I do, I've got business interest out there and I zoom, I'm gone or ministry interest. Someone asked me a question and it seems oh so urgent. I've got to deal with it. But the problem is that, it could have waited a couple of hours you know, and we would have the, gotten school done. That's the trap of loving what you do. It really is. You know, if you love your work, it's not, it's not laborious to do, you know, to do the work. You like engaging your work. Yeah, I do. It. I love and, what and, we do. And you do have to recognize sometimes, sometimes your duty is not that particular part of your work, but the other thing that you need to do. And sometimes doing. it's just not as fun or it feels as immediately rewarding. You know, if I answer somebody's yeah. question online and they go, oh, thank you so much. You're so wise. You know, my kids aren't going to do that when I help them with math. Hmm. They just expect it. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course she's yeah. wise. Yeah, she knows yeah, everything. Of course right? she's going to help me with math. Right. And so you got to carve out some time that is really, I'm helping my kids with school. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't look like traditional school where I'm not lecturing, but everybody's working. I've got my eyes on them so they haven't wandered off. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling up different kids to help them with different parts of their work. It's the one room schoolhouse model. Yeah. If you don't know what that looks like, go reread. Uh, was it Little Town in the, no, where was it? That was on the shores of Silver Lake. Um, was that? At any rate, one of the later books in Laura Ingalls Wilder's Little House on the Prairie series. Just one read the, the whole series. Read series, the whole series. Okay. That's a great thing to do while you're on <laughs> shutdown. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. okay. But right. so listen. Hmm. Don't feel like it has to be super formal, mm -hmm. but do put away the distractions. It'll be so much easier if you do. Mm -hmm. If you put it, if you put everything else away for two or three hours, you'll accomplish so much with school that you'll be able to concentrate on work later. Mm -hmm. um, and give your kids what they need to be independent. So give them a list each day of what they have to accomplish to say school's done. And, and that, that list may be, a daily list for your younger ones. It may be a weekly list for your high schoolers. And you know, I'm bad yeah. at this. I know better and I yeah. fall out of the habit. And when I fall out of the habits, less and less and less school gets done. And so I say, what in the world? Mm -hmm. And you know, to my teens, I say, make me a plan and show me your plan for getting this done. I think you it's know, important. You know, a lot of times we know so often we know better than we actually accomplish. And so it's, it's important to say, you know what, if I stumble, I just get up and I start over. Yeah. I just, just begin again, you know, and that's important because it's easy to say, well, I've blown it. That's just no good. And, and that, you know, that's an important thing in this time of upheaval. It's important to keep yourself out of the ditch, you know, not to get depressed, yes. not to get discouraged, just to say, Hey, everything is topsy turvy right now. And if this doesn't work right now, we'll put it down and maybe pick it up again later. Or maybe we just start over again, or we'll try it a little differently. Just, just keep moving forward. Don't let yourself say, Oh, full stop. And make chores a part of your regular day. You know, mm -hmm. we have certain chore times, you know, get chores done before breakfast, right? before lunch, after lunch, before dinner, after dinner, because mm -hmm. that way I can know everybody's working and doing what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And everything, works better if we're all doing our chores truth you know i think that's part of it i think to to recognize that your middle schoolers and your youngest kids are gonna need a lot of supervision they're not going to be able to work on their own now upper elementary and high school can often work on their own and love working on their own but fact, i would say over the course of a student's life the the beginners need a lot of hands-on yeah the middle schoolers need a lot of encouragement and help and the seniors are going to yeah. take a lot of attention they can do a lot on their own but they're going to need a lot of counseling and a lot of encouragement of a different sort so yeah, particularly in the fall of senior year so you got two big blocks of time in between those those milestones that, that kids can work a lot on their own and and should and should yeah. and and that's not neglecting their education in fact it's setting them free you know, our kids have all said when they went away to college, mom, thank you so much for teaching me to manage my own learning mm -hmm. because professors don't hand, don't spoon feed it to you. And a lot right. of my friends are drowning because they've never had to manage their own education, but you made us do that. Thanks. Now your 11 year old will not say that. I've got a Look, okay. I've got a friend who's a professor at a college that will remain nameless. And he was just posting on social 
social media this evening saying, saying, I've got a whole class full of students who apparently expect me to do their homework for them. I mean, wow. that struggle is real. So, well, one of our sons showed up to one of his college classes online <laughs> and he was one of two students there. Hmm. You know, a lot of kids have not learned that it's their responsibility to get up, show up, do the work. And you, so you're yeah. doing your kids a great favor if you teach them to do that. Get them up on time, but tell them, okay, what's your plan for getting it done today? Right. Show me your plan. Let's work it through. And then ask them later, hey, show me your plan. Did you get all this done? Mm -hmm. uh, wow, sorry. You're going to have to work on it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And realize, too, that they're going to be able to do their schoolwork a lot faster than they are in an institutional setting because they don't have standing in line and changing classes and taking attendance and well, listening like, to it being explained 57 times. Well, that's like the one of the dividends that you get when you start working from home, whatever the circumstances, is that, you know, you probably spent a couple hours a day driving back and forth between the home and the office or between the home and the plant or whatever. You spent a couple hours in the car. You might have spent an extra hour and a half in the morning, you know, getting everything ready yeah. and professional and all the rest. And when you say, you know what, my morning commute is I, I put on my blue jeans and I walk downstairs to the to the desk in the den, you know, total time, 10 minutes. You know, you've, you've regained a lot of time and energy. You've regained just about enough time to teach your kids. Mm, well, OK, seriously. So let's think about this. Let's use that time and, and use it to, to bless our kids mm. now. We need to talk, how though, about how do we get work done? Well, there's a bunch of things. That but, go into that. Before we do that, let yeah. me say this, okay? Okay. One great way to keep your teams entertained <laughs> is Craftsman Crate. It's our subscription box. Yes. And you can find it at craftsmancrate.com. It mm -hmm. teaches your teams hands-on artisanal crafts, things that their, your, their grandfathers might have done, things that might end up being their hobbies the rest of their lives. And it comes with everything you need and it's not junk it's real tools real supplies no and and for your 12 years old and up it's pretty much self-directing okay yes. you don't have to be an artist you don't have to be a craftsman to teach it it's something where the instructions are clear and guess what we test it out because our teenagers are the ones who develop a lot of the kits and even a lot of the projects that are in those boxes and it's something you guys will love to yeah. so check out craftsmancrate.com now let's talk about getting the work done Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's a little bit even harder than that. Do you remember mm -hmm. the time we were doing a session like okay. this? Yes. Broadcasting from home with a large audience. It was live. It was live. I remember. Yes. And all of a sudden, one of our toddlers ran down the hall mm -hmm. and, and, and this huge um, it was a floor, lamp. floor lamp went bam. Right across the keyboard. <laughs> Just like the headsman's axe. Boom. And there's a cloud of dust. Oh, and everything. that gave me a heart attack. <laughs> no damage, thankfully. But, yeah. you know, it was, it was reality. Well, that same toddler had a way of, you know, climbing up from, you know, below and looking up into the camera to see what was on the screen. And, all. and, and you know, and we've been interrupted numerous times. I remember just the other day mm -hmm. I was on the phone with a big corporation yes. developing trying to develop a, a wholesale relationship with them right you're right and so you know I'm trying to give them our tax ID number and convince them that we're a business stuff a yeah. real business right yeah and all of a sudden somebody runs in the room and I think what they said was yes mama 
can you get such and such out of the bathroom? He's been sitting there on the toilet for ages. Did you see? Yeah. Well, you know what? I think we've seen the videos going around of, oh. of people that, that photobomb their, uh, their professional media figure family member. Did you see the, did you see the woman that was doing a video conference and her husband walked through in his underwear? Did you see that? And then ran into the wall when he was trying to get away. And it was just really awkward. You know, these, these things, things happen. They do happen. And guess and what? They're happening they're to all of us right now. They're happening. Look, it's not just it, us ha anymore. it was live on the BBC when somebody's toddler ran in the room and interrupted an international analyst broadcast to the British broadcasting company. So I don't okay. think that can't tell them pants either. You know, <laughs> still in diapers. Yeah. It, but okay. It so everybody, but you know the what? work has to get done. But work does need to get done in some fashion. I think one thing that's important is to make it clear when you are working, because computer can be our entertainment. We can be noodling around reading all the news, mm -hmm. or we can be doing very serious work that doesn't need to be interrupted. And there's different ways you can do it. Now, I had a friend who ran a a, a company from an office in the front of his house, and let me tell you. This guy was organized and he had like a little stoplight type of thing that hung on the door. Uh, and, and so if there was a if there was a green light, you could come in and talk. Dad's free. If there's a yellow, you could come in. But you, you got to be quiet because dad's on the phone or something. Red light. Do not open the door. And and so that's how he did it. Now, I've you, heard of people. Well, you could do that with um, with just circles of paper or post-it notes or, post or whatever. Or, and, and that's great if you have a private place that you can go. But if you've got two of you working from home and kids everywhere, for us, getting in a separate room wasn't possible. There's and a so, couple of things, you know, there's something that you have to, I think the more that you bring the family into the endeavor, the easier it is to make some of these things work. So like, for example, you know, we typically don't, don't try to lock down the house and get everybody graveyard quiet um, unless We've got a call or unless we're recording. And you know what we do? I mean, we'll just lean back and we'll shout business call before we answer the phone. Everybody knows, oh, got to be quiet. They're on the phone. And, and, you know, to be polite, it's always nice to say, I'm done when you're done. But, you know, something like that. Yeah. You sometimes you're going to need it to be quiet for a few minutes because you're inviting other people electronically into your home and you don't want them to be distracted by the children fighting or the dogs, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, that kind of thing, that kind of signaling. Well, yeah, that really helps. Something that helps me is putting some earbuds in and that helps me concentrate. Just isolating yourself. Just isolating myself yeah. so that it drowns out. Cause I, I find it very hard to ignore what the children are doing. Now be careful about that though, because sometimes you would do better to let yourself be interrupted for a moment than wait till they have a giant, explosion and fight and you're interrupted for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I found if kids walk by and they say, mom, if I can, it's best for me. Instead of saying I'm busy instead to, to say, take your buds out. What can I do for you, honey? And deal with it. Often it just takes a sentence or two. But if I, sometimes mm -hmm. if I, if I keep saying I'm busy, I'm busy, then pretty soon it's screaming and hollering and having to, to, or, to break it up or else they don't stop to share things with you because you're always too busy to hear them. And you really don't want that. You know, I, we, we had a period of, of trying to get a business started before the present one. And I was pretty discouraged with it. It wasn't taking off quickly. We were, we were really struggling financially and I was sitting there at the kitchen table, which was my desk at the moment. My, I was sitting at the kitchen table working on some sort of sales pitch or something. And my, my, 
high school age son, my oldest son just kind of drifted through the kitchen and stopped and said, said, dad, I just wanted to say these last two years that you've been here at home, those, those have been the best two years of my childhood. And I'm so glad that you were here that, you know, we can talk to you at any time if we've got a problem or if we've got a question you're, that you're here to help. And, and I'm just so glad that you started this business before I graduated and went away to college. And, and then he drifted away. And I'm thinking, wow, I really needed to hear that today. You know, because what your kids are perceiving is very different than, you know, especially if you are dealing with maybe your job has closed out and you're kind of technically unemployed right now and feeling very under the under the gun to provide for your family and to identify, you know, we guys tend to get so much of our identity from the, the, the words on the bottom of our business card. And that really is not a good place for a Christian to be, but it is a reality. and we need to remember that our family is seeing something different than the disappointment in my career path. That that's not, that's not what, or how will we make it without conferences this spring or whatever. Yeah. Our kids may be saying, wow, I get to spend time with mom and dad. In fact, y'all, this may be some of the happiest memories of your child's of your children's childhood is all of you together for the next few weeks. And that's kind of weird to think about, but you know, we our kids have said things like that. You know, you were you were sharing that with somebody the other day that we had a time between jobs during a, another economic downturn, and <clears throat> we did the old beans and rice thing quite frequently because we were really strapped. And after another another job landed and we're making good money again, and <sighs> start to breathe a little more easily, the kids were kind of badgering us, saying, "Why don't we ever have beans and rice? That was so good, and we really enjoyed having the cornbread." And, and you think. They didn't see it as no. we're poverty stricken. They just saw it as, oh, that's something neat that our family does together. And I have fond memories of it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So give your give yourself room to accept that level of acceptance from your children. You will find it blesses you as well as it blesses them. And yeah, something I have found is that when I keep my priorities straight, Hal, mm-hmm. when I put my relationship with the Lord and you and my kids first that the Lord blesses the business. That, you know yeah. that yeah. when I get my priorities messed up and I'm focusing too much on the business, I'm telling my kids, no, 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 no. The Lord does things to shake me up. And so I, I would encourage you. Yeah. You got to get your business done, but do it. Remember that these are unusual and precious moments with your family. And you know, that's, I think that's an important thing too. I, I had a chance to talk with a lot of men who were in support group leadership at a leadership conference recently in Virginia. And one thing that impressed me about that group is as we went around introducing each other, introducing ourselves, almost nobody mentioned their daytime work. It's very unusual. Almost all of them guys, said, yeah. yeah, almost all of the guys led off by, yeah, I've, I've been married for 25 years and, I, and I've got four kids and we've been homeschooled. They were in elementary school, and it was all focusing on that that family part. And so, I was really pleased to see that and think, you know, that's something that we need to be very aware of. Well, before we wrap, because I need to focus a second, mm-hmm. it's already right different times. Based on us, it might help get up early mm-hmm. or get late. If you have to do different when we're writing books, right? But make sure that get your priorities right and that 
you let your kids know why you're doing what you're doing. You know, I'm sorry, I know I'm home and we normally when I'm home, we can play, but I've got to get this much done because that's what brings in the money that we that pays for our house and pays for our food. But after this is done, I'll call you. And be sure you do. And be sure you do. do and and then play a game with them. You know, instead of getting of getting over the long commute by staring at the screen or something, pull out a board game and play with your kids. Get down the floor and wrestle with them. Sing a song, pop some corn, watch a movie together. Because there, there's a lot of anxiety out there right now. And that's real. And it's real. And our kids feel it. But we can make this a good time for them. We can make it a time that will make our family stronger, not weaker. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.